0: Hello and welcome to my podcast, where I, as a psychologist and priest, examine the gospel. My name is Peter Doherty. I'm a Catholic priest and a psychologist who integrates both psychology and scripture studies to understand the gospels and to seek out practical teachings for the modern Christian. Today's podcast focuses on the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 14 to 20. This Gospel will be proclaimed on Sunday, January 21st, 2024. Today's Gospel is the shortest and the earliest of all the Gospels. There are numerous points in this short Gospel that I would like to address with you. We have Jesus calling people to repent, change their lives, be sorry for the wrongs in their life, as part of their conversion process. It's also the incredible call and response of the disciples. For starters, I'd like to focus on the word, repent. It is a word we don't often hear today. This word is very dynamic and can be taken on several levels. The word means to be truly sorry for one's actions and have a serious desire to do what is right in the future. To be truly sorry, you have to acknowledge and take responsibility for your mistakes and actions. It is an important part of following Christ and committing ourselves to doing what is right. Seems simple enough, but acknowledging where and when we are wrong are difficult for some people. Recognizing where to make changes in our lives is not always easy. The expression or phrase from Matthew chapter 7, verse 3 to 5, First take out the log of your own eye, and then you will see clarity to take out the speck out of your neighbor's eye focuses on the fact that we are often more sensitive to other people's shortcomings than we are of our own. We need to do our personal work. Taking ownership of our mistakes is critical for personal and spiritual growth. Yes, I know sometimes the church has gone too far when we focus on our sins more than on our abundant blessings. Awareness of both are necessary for spiritual growth. Often our sin is a result of something missing in our lives. Revenge, bitterness, and fear are three attributes that can lead us to sin. Sometimes we are not sensitive enough to the times when we have sinned. I remember a meeting I had with someone who sought me out because they were desiring to deepen their spiritual life. I'll change the situation a bit to protect their privacy. This woman came to me and said, and I quote, I have haven't sinned in three years. I was initially impressed. She then went on and said, I haven't murdered anyone, I haven't stolen anything, and I haven't committed adultery. At this, at this point, I wondered, what did you do three years ago? We run the risk of becoming complacent in our actions and not taking enough notice of the small but significant times when we have sinned and have strayed away from what we truly believe. In every situation in the, in the Gospels, where Jesus is confronted with the brokenness of others, he is rarely judgmental and consistently preached forgiveness and healing. We need to do as well with others and for ourselves. I do want to point out that Jesus did call out the Pharisees for their insensitivity to the needs of the people and to the money changers in the temple who were being disrespectful in the temple. In both cases, however, Jesus focused on the people's actions and gave them examples of better behavior. I'd like to focus more on how Jesus understood sin. He clearly wasn't for it. He seems, though, far more interested in what sin does to a person's soul and being than in punishment. I couldn't find any reference to Jesus bringing up the topic of sin. The people around him, though, certainly did and quite frequently wanted to know who had sinned. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus calls people to conversion rather than punishment for their sin. Repentance also requires introspection, not just self-reflection. Some people, unfortunately, mistake this for what they call navel-gazing. They're just looking at themselves. Seems a bit narcissistic to me. No, I'm talking about reflecting on yourself to gain understanding of yourself and of your environment. Introspection can also be useful for discernment and provide a rationale and understanding of what you need to do in your life. The second part of this gospel that I want to draw your attention to is the call of the disciples. Likely this gospel will sound familiar as we heard the gospel of John in last week's gospel where we hear about the call of the apostle Peter. It is different from John's account. Likely there are there actually there is some mix up with the information, or at least the names. The issue reminds us that while the gospel is divinely inspired, some of the minor historical facts can get mixed up, but the main focus, the main point, remains the same. We have the disciples responding to the call in a very dramatic way. They literally leave everything and follow Jesus. On one level, I'm impressed, and I, but I also am wondering what happened next. There is some evidence that the disciples didn't go far. We have Jesus being asked to cure Peter's mother-in-law in Luke chapter 4 verse 38. Peter was married and was likely still supporting his family. I want to be clear that I'm not trying to dismiss Peter's response or minimize it, but I want to focus on you know what happened next. Likely Peter remained faithful to his commitments but also followed Jesus we read of Jesus correcting Peter, as Peter had the tendency to jump to conclusions, but he was still a man of his own culture and saw society as a man of his time. Nevertheless, Jesus was able to recognize in Peter many gifts that would serve the mission well. Likely, Peter and the soon other disciples had heard about Jesus before. Peter likely followed Jesus for several reasons. He was curious. Jesus spoke to his heart. The point is, the Apostle Peter provides us with a prototype of what it means to follow Jesus. I also want to draw your attention that Jesus invites others to be part of the mission. The Spirit can impact someone directly, but it seems that God works through other people. This is not new. In the Old Testament, often referred to as the Hebrew Testament, Yahweh, God, called prophets and holy people to work amongst his people. We have examples of miraculous interventions into human life by God, but we have many more where the Spirit worked quietly through other people. Despite their shortcomings and even sin, God called them to serve. I'm thinking about King David, who, despite the fact of his close relationship with God, did some quite horrendous deeds during his reign. The one that immediately comes to mind is his successful plot to get a woman he was desired, Bathsheba by having her husband Uriah the Hittite killed in battle we find this account in the hebrew bible to second uh, samuel and first kings verse 1 we also learn that bathsheba bathsheba certainly later became one of the wives of king david and the mother of king solomon david was not exactly the kind of guy you would expect to be chosen by god god is quite capable of achieving his goals despite the frailties of his creation humanity. So where am I going with this? Today's gospel reminds us that God God calls people into his work and does not disqualify them for past mistakes or present frailties. God is not limited by our frailties and is quite capable of doing great things with people who are weak or lack understanding and even struggling in their faith. So I encourage you to dare to believe that God is calling you into a deeper relationship with him. Don't allow anything or anyone to get in the way. Look for people and events in your life that will bring you closer to God. Also recognize that the Spirit can reveal itself to you in unexpected places. Thank you for listening. If this is the first time you've heard my podcast and you are interested in hearing more, I urge you to listen to my podcast listed in the new website that has been put up. The link is https colon backslash backslash a underscore psychologist, underscore looks, underscore at, underscore scripture, dot buzzsprout, dot com. Every Sunday, I release a new podcast focusing on the gospel for the following week. I invite you to listen to all the podcasts, and I hope the reflections are useful to you. If you have any questions or concerns, I can be reached by email at doherty. D-O-H-E-R-T-Y-O-M gmail.com. I'm excited too about plans for the coming year. I'm creating an online retreat for the Holy Week in Easter. I will be giving more details when we get closer to Easter. I hope you'll be able to join us. God bless and have a great week.